0: The latest StatsCan census data is in with regards to what languages we're speaking in BC households. Our guest is Guofeng Li. She's an education professor at UBC and she's here to talk about this with us. Hi, Guofeng. Hi, Raji. So first, let's start with the backdrop of the numbers and Statistics Canada's top 10 list of the most commonly spoken languages after English. What did we see there?
1: Yeah, uh- The statistics shows that one in four uh, Canadians are speaking a language other than English or French at home. So there's a lot of uh, linguistic diversity. Um, The top uh, speaking languages are uh, Chinese, uh, Mandarin, uh, Tagalog, and Punjabi, and uh, other languages
0: yeah, um, I was surprised myself by the numbers. So one in four are speaking a different language. That's so. That's so high. I thought. Um, what did you think? Do you think that's a? Did that strike you as a high number?
1: Well, it's it it's a high number, but it's not a surprise to uh, many of us because it has been the trend. So, because of the Canadian immigration trend, uh, it has been. Uh, uh, even during the pandemic, was this slight dip, uh, but uh, it has been really high consistently uh, throughout the years.
0: And then overall in the province, I guess Punjabi was the highest with 3.7% of BC residents speaking that. Is that correct? Uh, correct. Correct. Okay. And then do we know the level at which someone has to speak a language in order to have ticked the box on, in StatsCan that they speak another language?
1: Um, th- th- no, we don't. We, we is more a self-report about what language they speak at home. And uh, I think because this is our uh, immigrants, so I think many of them speak as their mother tongue.
0: Yeah, so Punjabi was at the top of that list, then Mandarin, Cantonese, Tagalog, Korean, Farsi, Spanish, Hindi, Vietnamese, and Russian. What surprised you overall about the stats? Can uh, results on language in BC?
1: Well, um, I I thought because uh, uh, I thought Mandarin actually uh, was the highest speaking, uh, apparently. Uh, it is not anymore it used to be mandarin uh and punjabi and and other languages um so i think that the immigration uh from uh, south southeast asia or south asia has the, the immigration trends has changed from uh probably yeah. from, um, from yes. east asia to southeast asia
0: and Guofang, you're in the Department of Education at UBC. Uh, I wonder if you know if it's becoming harder or easier. What do you think for parents with a native language besides English to pass on their first language to their kids in today's culture?
1: Uh, it's becoming
0: uh, harder, I ah, think. <laughs> okay, what accounts for that?
1: Well, there are many factors. One is that we we still ha- have um, uh, well, in BC and in Canada in general, uh, there is still this uh, more pro English approach uh, to education. Uh, you can see the official languages and and schools, um, even though they promote multilingualism, but um, English is still the 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 main the more uh, sometimes the exclusive language used in schools. And the second is the uh the children, uh the families really uh it's really the only place where those languages are used. Sometimes it can be uh there are different parents parents have different kind of beliefs and attitude towards um multilingualism. Some parents believe uh that it's important to maintain their language, um, others maybe just uh let the two cho- children choose and then children um, often um many of them also often choose english as their preferred language uh even in daily communication so it's becoming many factors are are becoming um Uh, sort of working together to make uh, maintaining their home language more difficult.
0: Yeah, sounds like it. My mom uh, tells us a story about how when she went to the family doctor in the 80s, he told her to stop speaking Punjabi to us five kids. Uh, He said it was going to confuse us. Our brain would get all mixed up. And we know now that the opposite is true. What does learning a second language do for a young brain?
1: Well, uh, it, it really stimulates uh, the brain, and we have um, a, a lot of research showing that uh, um, speaking more than one language or learning more than one language stimulates brain activities and um, increases cognitive abilities and it increases uh, overall academic achievement.
0: Yeah, I'm not surprised by that. I'm not surprised by that at all. In fact, my kindergartner, uh, she's in French immersion. And I'm amazed because she's learning only in French, right at school. And yet, uh, it must have stimulated her brain enough because she can now she taught herself to read in English. She taught herself wow. to read in English. I certainly, Fang. I was not reading on my own in kindergarten. I remember learning the, the whole hooked on phonics thing in grade one. That's when I started reading, but she just taught herself. And I think it's because the French immersion made her brain have to do these kind of calisthenics and go into overdrive. And I wonder about, wonder about for adults, is it ever too late to learn a language? Nope. It's never too late
1: to learn a language. And then, uh, in fact, there, you know, there's research as that the earlier the better kind of research. Um, people, yeah, uh, compare younger children with adults. In fact, adults actually um, do better in many uh, areas in language learning, um, except the accent part. uh sometimes it's hard for, but in other a- uh, aspects, is, adults just can do as well. So it's never to learn a language.
0: Thank you, Go for your time this morning.
1: Yeah, thank you.